Good morning, everybody. I believe it's Wednesday morning because the cleaning lady is coming, and at some point, I'm going to have to get up, get in the shower, and get the hell out of here. Um, until then, I'm chilling. You know, I'm working overnight, so I just sleep when I can. And uh, I took some Advil PM and got a good night's sleep last night. And then I got to get, I got to make sure I get like another few hours sleep before the pirate game um, because that really helped. Last time I worked the overnight, I slept from like, eh, for like one in the afternoon when my wife comes home from teaching summer school till like five. And that worked out good. I wasn't too tired in the overnight hours. Because if I got up now and worked, um, I would be up for 24 hours and I'd be dragging at the nursing home. And uh, not a good idea because you're, you're helping out people and you're dealing with people's well-being if I'm spotting somebody, and it's not like you're at the gym and someone's lifting weights and you're spotting them, you know, some young guy. If I'm spotting someone who is struggling to walk because they're 95 years old and I'm not on my game and they fall, that could be the end of this person, you know. Um, they break a hip, they get an infection, they never come back. Um, and this is a human being, you know, and this is why... The, um, uh, the nursing home is a good job for me because I see all these people, regardless of how they're struggling now, and if they may be grouchy or, you know, they, might, they may just be a shell of their former self. Um, these are good, hardworking people for the most part um, that have just lived their lives a long time. And a lot of them are between 80 and 100 years old. And I know I give them a lot of respect, you know, and I do talk to them when I can about their lives growing up. Some of them grew up during World War II, um, just about stuff like that and uh, getting insight on um, what their lives were like, you know, where they're from, where they lived, stuff like that. Because unfortunately, um, not a lot of people talk to them, you know, their families don't come to visit them all that often in most cases. And, uh, you know, they're going on with their own lives. And um, that is a shame, you know. And it's very difficult for them um, just to do normal things, you know. To get up and go to the bathroom is a task, you know. To get dressed is a task. And sometimes they need help with that, you know. Um, to go downstairs and get breakfast is a lot of work for them. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of compassion and, you know, I listen to them and I think, um, you know, I'm a good person for that job and it gives me a good feeling when I get out of there. And I was busy in the morning when people are getting up and I get a chance to help people, you know, um, because I think that's mostly what this life is about. At least that's what my mom told me when she was passing away. Um, she said life is about helping other people. Um, you know, we get involved with things that we have no control over like politics or the Pittsburgh Pirates and stuff like that. Um, but when it comes down to it, if you can just be a good person, you know, and I'm hoping this for my kids too, if you can just be a good person, work hard, do your best, you know, then you're going to, um, uh, you know, you're going to be happy, I think, at the end of your life. You know, if you're not too wrapped up in things like money or drugs or greed or just yourself, you know, then I think you'll be happier at the end of your life, uh, which actually I was talking to, I was texting with um, 
Mike Burrow's dad, Tom, and he was saying the same thing on Father's Day. He's like, yeah, people ask me if I'm proud of Mike Burrow's, you know. And he said, uh, I would have been proud of him no matter what, you know. Not just because he's a potential um, top-of-the-rotation starter in Major League Baseball. Um, And I said, yeah, as long as they're doing their best and they're a good person, that's all we look for as parents. Now, a lot of you guys listening are um, kids yourselves, so you um, may not understand this yet, and you might still be in that rebel stage, but if you take the time um, to spend time with your parents, you know, even if you don't have your own families at this point, um, it's well worth it, you know? I mean, these are um, valuable moments in your life that you'll remember on your deathbed. Uh, And like they say, nobody ever is on their deathbed and thinks, oh man, I wish I would have worked harder and made more money. You know, (laughs) those things really aren't important when you get to that point. But speaking of that, making money, um, good thing about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, good thing about these low payroll teams, Major League Baseball is a mess because not everybody is trying to win. You have about 10 teams, including the Pirates, who are more concerned with keeping their payroll low um, than trying to win over the next few years. And um, that is a weird dynamic. It's probably going to expire in 2027 um, because I think it's gotten to the point where um, we're going to want a salary floor and um, you're having less and less influence by um, Scott Boris, uh, the agent who did not want the salary floor because he felt like um, it was too close to a salary cap environment. And he felt like his top guys like Juan Soto might not get as much of a huge contract if the lower teams like the Pirates, the Indians, the Orioles were spending more of the money and his teams weren't spending a ton of money. So Boris really does not care about competitive balance. He doesn't care about um, fans in Pittsburgh or Baltimore or anywhere like that, Oakland. Um, He only cares about his own bottom line. And Scott Boris on his deathbed might not be the happiest person, you know? I mean, he might just um, think, I wish I would have spent more time with family and less time, you know, just greeting after money, you know? Same thing with a guy like Mark Madden, um, I see on uh, Twitter his comments he makes to people. Um, I know that's his shtick, is to be a hated guy and to get good ratings. Um, but it doesn't seem like he really values like spending time with his family, you know, and just stuff like that. So I don't know. Um, it's hard to live your life like that as you get older and as you look back, you know. Um, if you are, again, a good person, um, you can make a good life for yourself. And one good person I see is Bly Madris. And this goes back to what I've been mentioning to you guys over the course of this podcast, is that um, prospect ratings are just for fun. Most of the top prospects don't make it. They might have the best tools, but they don't necessarily put it together over the long period of time. And sometimes it's guys that aren't your best prospects that end up being good players and valuable players to their teams. And a guy like Blind Madris, he hasn't been on prospect lists for years, you know, because he's 26 years old. He's been in the system for a long time. Um, He's just a normal kid. He is from the suburbs of Las Vegas. Um, He is a man of faith. 
You know, his family is a religious type family. Uh, but he has been playing minor league baseball for quite a long time. And if I pull up his um, splits um, over time, uh, which I was looking at, he has played, um, let's see, in 2018, he played in Bradenton. Uh, and then in 2019, he played in Altoona. Um, in 20 and 21, um, he actually played during the pandemic uh, in a place where it's very difficult um, to even, you know, decide where he's playing. It was some international league where they were still playing during the pandemic. But that's how hard this guy works. You know, he did not take the year off. Uh, in 2021, he split his time through Altoona and Indianapolis. And then this year, he has been mostly in Indianapolis. So um, he has never really went off. Now, I looked at him a lot last year um, when he had a big game and when he got his average over um, or close to 300. I took a look at him, you know, and I was like, I wonder what's up with this Bly Madris guy. But normal teams would never give a guy like Bly Madris um, the opportunity, you know. Um, it would just be an organizational guy and would probably just never get a chance. And that is the one good thing about the way baseball is set up right now is teams like the Oakland A's and the Cleveland Guardians and the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're giving everybody a chance, you know, and these guys are making some money. You know, it's $700,000 a year now as a rookie. That's the minimum. And if you think about it, $700,000 a year to a... um. A, a guy who's humble and a man of faith like Bly Madris could really help him out. You know, whether he makes it or not, it could really help him out getting a house, um, putting some money away for his kids because the normal guy at a college might only average $80,000 a year. So that's like 10 years of working um, to what he might make in one year. And if he is humble and smart about his money, you know, this could be well worth it, despite, um, you know, the memories hitting a home run yesterday in PNC Park during a win. Um, these are the, the memories that he can tell his grandkids, you know, like even if he doesn't play Major League Baseball for an extended period of time. Um, this is a hardworking kid who got his ops up to 905 in the International League this year before he was recalled. Um, he plays a good defense in the outfield. He's got a solid arm, made a real good arm, and almost threw someone out on the double yesterday. Um, ball went in the air to second base. Um, so he's got a much better arm than Cal Mitchell. And he's a guy that could stick in baseball, um, albeit maybe as a, um, you know, he probably projects to be like a Ben Gamel. You know, if everything goes well, he could be like that guy that um, finds a job in the major leagues, you know, and his ceiling is probably like a Jay Hay kid, uh, Josh Harrison, you know, a guy who still is playing at an older age uh, because he didn't necessarily get his start when he was 21 years old. Uh, but all in all, a very good story and a very good few days, as I said, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. They didn't have a ton of hits yesterday um, and there wasn't many people in the ballpark. There was still only 11,000 people there. So the people of Pittsburgh are not buying into this, you know, um, a few wins in a row is not going to bring them back after years of disappointment um, with the Pirates tra trading away their best players and whatnot. But 
that is what it is. I mean, you guys are here and you guys are watching and you guys are rooting for these kids. Um, and Vogelbach actually had a couple hits yesterday, which was nice from the designated hitter position. And there was a bunch of guys who had one hit. Um, Cruz went one for four. Michael Perez went one for four. And Madris went one for four with that home run. But it was really the bad pitching that gave the Pirates this win yesterday. Um, they had six walks. And then it was decent pitching by Roanzi Contreras. Not great pitching. He did have a couple, a couple walks and four hits. So his whip was over one, which might not be the lights out pitching that you've um, come to expect from Roanzi Contreras. But after a tough first inning, he really settled down and did a nice job. So it was nice to see that the Pirates are winning a few games. It does get a little tougher as we get towards the um, uh, the All-Star break. And why I mentioned to you guys, I wouldn't be shocked if they traded a bunch of guys at the deadline and kind of used that as their excuse, you know, that maybe they're 20 games under 500 or whatnot. Um, I don't think that Ben Sherrington feels that this is the team just yet that is going to make the run. Um, he would prefer to get some more top-line draft picks in 2023, 2024, and 2025. And that's why I wouldn't be shocked if they traded um, Bednar, if they traded um, Brian Reynolds. Now, they might wait to trade those guys, um, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they traded just people that guys are interested in. Um, so maybe guys they have as in their bullpen, uh, maybe someone like um, Brew Baker. They would consider trading if someone was interested in. Um, and we'll have to see if um, uh, the pitcher comes back that they got from the Marlins, uh, Thompson. Uh, I'm not sure the extent of his injury. and We're just going to have to find that out over the next couple weeks. But um, for now, if you can make it out to the ballpark and watch this group of young kids, um, you'll have a good night out, you know. I mean, you're not talking about a team that's going to make a run at the playoffs. Um, but... It doesn't mean that it's not fun to watch these young guys that no other team would ever give a chance to play, you know? But yeah, and that's the thing. Like, guys that contribute to your team might not even be in your top 30 on prospect lists. And, you know, the guys that were in your top 10 for your team, 8 out of 10 of those guys might not even, you know, make any sort of impact in the major leagues, let alone be... Um, an everyday major league player. But I did notice a couple players that were um, kind of making, holding their own in uh, Altoona when I was looking through the um, the games yesterday. Um, Paguero continues to hit. He is batting 294 with a 785 ops this year. Now, the 785 ops is not off the charts. Um, he hasn't hit for a ton of power, and his defense at shortstop is still a work in progress. Uh, but nevertheless, um, Paguero is a guy that had a cup of coffee in the major leagues already. And he's a guy that will impact this team at one point. But another guy that not everybody knows is Matt Gorski, a former second round pick. And yet another guy from the Neil Huntington era. As we continue to see that Huntington guys um, are really making an impact. And that whole narrative of Neil Huntington left the cupboard bare um, for... Ben Sherrington is not true at all because you see tons of Huntington guys doing well like Bly Madris. And he also was the one that traded for O'Neill Cruz. Um, but Gorski really has, you know, by all intents and all purposes, 
Um, really made a name for himself this year, this season. And I got him in my top five right now, future Pirates, um, guys that are definitely going to make an impact on the Pirates. He's been playing a good center field, um, as witnessed by uh, Anthony. Um, if you guys aren't following Anthony, um, he is part of the uh, Two and a Half Gringos podcast. And uh, you should really follow him if you're interested in young Pittsburgh Pirates players because He's got his finger on the pulse of these guys. He actually watches these guys. And uh, he did say yesterday that Gorski is playing a decent center field, which is surprising for a guy that has hit 24, 23 or 24 home runs this year. Um, he's not just the big fat guy, you know, plunking home runs. He's also very athletic. And he's hitting for average and he's hitting for power this year in double A. And if they do part ways with Brian Reynolds, you could see an outfield for a little while of Gorski, um, Suwinski, Bly Madris, guys like Cal Mitchell might make an impact. Um, you know, if they trade away guys like Ben Gamble, um, you have some younger players who have a chance um, to impact your team. And Jiwan Bay is another one of those guys that could share time in center field if um, they do decide to part ways with Brian Reynolds. Um, Jiwan Bay is another guy that really has done well this year in the minor leagues, and he certainly will be rewarded with a promotion at some point. Um, and some other guys have struggled. You know, guys that did well last year have struggled and just aren't close to the minor leagues. Guys like Mason Martin, um, Matthew Frazier, who was the MVP last year of the... Um, high A league. Uh, those guys are just really having a, a bad year, you know, and it's not going to happen for them anytime soon. Um, but you also had a couple guys in the minors get a little bit closer to coming back. Uh, Van Meter went one for two yesterday. Newman went one for two yesterday. And Yoshi was in the game for a little while yesterday. So you're probably going to see a couple more starts. And then you might see some of those guys here for the weekend series um, well, actually, I think it's probably in Tampa Bay for the weekend series, which is going to be fun because if you like young athletic guys, um, it doesn't get any better than Wander Franco. And he is coming off his own um, rehab start, and he is uh, expected to play versus the Pirates in this weekend series uh, starting on Friday night. Uh, another interesting thing of note, um, Jared Eikhoff is going to make his start, uh, and he is a veteran that has some um, success in the big leagues. And let me I'll just pull up his thing, because he's been around for a while. Jared Eikhoff. I don't know if he's going to pitch long enough to where they could flip him, um, but this is a guy that um, he's, they're hoping he can turn his career around. Um, he was really good his first few years with the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, and then he went to um, the Mets last year. Um, so he has been in the major leagues quite a while. He pitched for the Phillies as soon as 20, as recently as 2019, you know, and didn't do that well. Um, but he has battled injury. Um, he's still only 31 years old. He kind of held his own in Indianapolis. Didn't, you know, light off the radar guns or anything like that. Had an ERA close to five in AAA this year. But because he's a guy that has major league experience and they wanted um, Bryce Wilson 
to get another start under his belt. And Bryce Wilson did yesterday, did well in um, AAA yesterday. He went 7.1 innings, got 10 strikeouts. So he pitched deep into the game, you know, and he pitched well, gave up two earned runs or whatnot. But you're going to see him back as well. And like I said, with Thompson hurting right now, and we don't know the extent of his injury, and with um, the possible trades of Quintana and Brubaker, um, we're going to need these starters, you know. And we might even get to see a guy like Michael Burrows later this year. But, yeah, so there's some guys that are making an impact in the minors and in the majors and some young guys. And um, O'Neill Cruz had another hit yesterday. He didn't have an error. Um, Paguero did not have an error in his game. So, you know, these guys are never going to be great defensively at shortstop. But they might play at shortstop for a while, even if it's not their ultimate position. And interestingly enough, as we get to the draft, um, the Pirates may draft a shortstop. Now, shortstops in the draft don't always stick around to be shortstops. Um, Once you're a shortstop, you could be a third baseman. You could be a second baseman. You could move into the outfield like a guy like G. Juan Bay. You never know where you're going to stick. Marcano has moved into left field. Um, And I don't remember seeing him the last few days. I don't know if he's a little banged up or what's going on with Marcano. Haven't paid too much attention um, to the moves, but I I don't remember seeing any moves that he was sent back down. Um, He might be sent back down with Cal Mitchell and um, Diego Castillo once these other guys come back. Um, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But those, those moves will probably happen for the weekend series. Um, Because it's already Wednesday, and they're um, probably going to finish out the end of the week in Indianapolis. But I think as as we head out to um, uh, Tampa, or head down to Tampa, you might see some of these guys get sent down, and some other guys getting brought up. Um, So that would be, and I don't know if they're going to bring up like G. Juan Bay just yet. Gorski is certainly not going to be brought up just yet. Um, But I think... uh, they could bring up some of these guys on rehab assignments, um, particularly Van Meter and um, Kevin Newman, because you need a little help in your middle infield. Um, you have some young guys there that uh, you know are just kind of holding together the middle infield, and they would prefer to have those guys back, you know, playing good defense for the pitching staff. Um, and that is it for today's Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Uh, just a quick check-in. A quick congratulations to the fans um, who have stuck with this team and are getting to see um, the team beat up on some really bad Chicago Cubs pitching, which is fun. It's good. Get a ticket if you can go to tonight's game. Uh, I recommend um, StubHub because you can get tickets for like five bucks uh, and just go out to the game, you know. And if you don't drink too many beers, you're not spending too much money. And if you're going to spend money, why spend it on a beer? Get um, a Permani sandwich, you know. Get a um, uh, a tub of lube wings, you know. Um, don't waste your money on a $13 beer, you know. Get, get some good taste in food um, and enjoy your night and have a soda, you know, and have a safe drive home. Peace out.